welcome to Moms of Truth. My name is Alicia and I am the host of this podcast. My hope is to both encourage and empower you as mom to raise children who truly love Jesus, who are willing to go where he calls them, who fear the Lord and wait on him because they trust him and desire most to do his will. Last week, my kids answered a few questions about when they argue with their siblings, and that was the kickoff to this series titled, When Siblings Argue. Today, we will talk a little bit more about the root causes of why our children fight and argue, and then I'll share some ways that you can help them work towards loving one another as Christ first loved them. First, I wanna say sibling fights are normal. All siblings have times where they argue and get into disagreements. You are not alone in your frustration of having to break up yet another argument when all you want is for them to just love each other and get along. Even though sibling arguments are a normal thing, we shouldn't treat them as so by ignoring it, shrugging it off as no big deal, or even just emotionally disconnecting because we can't stand to referee yet another battle between our kids. So why do our children fight with one another? Scripture tells us in Proverbs that folly is bound in the heart of a child. They have a sin nature that they have to learn how to deny and to not be controlled by it. Like our hearts, theirs are inclined to selfishness, pride, impatience. And as growing children, they lack wisdom and truth and self-control. God has placed us in a parenting position to teach and train them up in those things that they may learn to turn away from anger, to turn away from selfishness and learn to be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven them. They aren't born with this knowledge. We have to teach it to them. So we shouldn't be so surprised, offended, or angry when they argue, but instead we can see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to point them to Christ, the standard and the savior, to grow their faith by teaching them his truth, showing them how to live together in love, patience, peace, and forgiveness, training them in repentance, selflessness, and shaping the way they see others. Because often when an argument happens, the other person immediately becomes the enemy and they treat them as such. This is clumsy warfare for our children to continue on in. The other reason that they argue is because we have an enemy prowling around looking for someone to devour. And who is easier to devour and deceive, trap and control than an innocent child? We need to make known to our children the truth about who the enemy is, causing strife among the people, seeking to only destroy their relationships with their siblings. Because if we don't teach them who the enemy is, they will make whoever stands in their way or upsets them the enemy, attacking and pursuing the wrong target, bringing about more damage, hurt, and sin. We must teach them 
who the overcomer is in those times of battle, that it is Christ alone. We have to show them by walking alongside them, modeling how to let Jesus fight our battles, to not exhaust ourselves in it, teach them how to pray, how to renew their minds, and how to find rest for their hearts in keeping with forgiveness of others and themselves. So here are three practical things that you can do in your home when your children fight amongst each other. Number one, teach them how to talk it out. I've learned the cause of most of my kids' arguments are a simple miscommunication or misunderstanding. A couple examples, the toddler starts screaming when an older sibling takes his cup away, unaware that he's actually going to refill it for him. The older kid is then offended to be treated in such a way when he's only trying to do something nice, not understanding that the toddler doesn't understand. And so the bickering begins. Two children are playing an innocent game of tag. Child A is screaming and getting frustrated because they don't wanna be chased anymore. However, the chasing continues because child B thinks they're still playing. Child A, doesn't know what else to do, so they hit child B. Child B is caught off guard and immediately angered, not understanding how child A could do something so unloving for no reason, and then they begin to argue. Our children are not born as these professional communicators. We have to take these moments to stop, sit them down, and teach them how to talk through it. What was your intention? What was going through your mind? Why were you frustrated? How did it make you feel when so-and-so did that? Letting each child have uninterrupted share time. And once they actually hear the other person out and understand what was going on internally, their hearts are softened. The situation is diffused as they gain that understanding of things that can't always be seen from outward behavior. What I love about doing this in our home is that it not only equips them for future relationships with friends and a spouse, but each time we have sat down and talked through the argument, both people have played an unhealthy part in the situation. Both children had a chance to respond in a Christ-like way. Both kids, have room to grow in their Christ-like character. And so it just has this beautiful way of bringing about God's grace. It humbles the heart under his wonderful mercy and under the perfection and love of Christ. Number two, teach them to serve one another. Serving has this way of taking our eyes off ourselves and onto another person. A few good scriptures to read and talk over with your kids are Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 and 14. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Romans 12, 9, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. 
hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affections, and take delight in honoring each other. And the last one, Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. To be Christ-like is to have a servant heart. We should find ways to get our kids out into the community to serve on a regular basis, yes, but to have them serve one another is where the real heart challenge is. It's easy for us to enthusiastically serve people that are in obvious need that we don't know. It is a little bit harder to serve someone who you maybe don't think deserves it. Someone who maybe hurts you or, or someone that you see every day that works your nerves. Having them serve one another is real heart training and know mama that you'll have to be patient with them in this as God works on the intentions and posture of their heart. Pray, encourage them, point out the fruits of their kindness towards someone else, meditate on the scriptures that I shared and so many more that humble the heart to a life of service. How we serve one another in our home is we just draw names and then we will either ask that person, how can I serve you today? Or we will just look for ways to be of help to them and then me and their dad will also help guide the children in sweet ways and ideas that they can serve one another. Number three, teach them to pray for one another. As much as we want to mamas, we do not have the power to change our children's hearts. Only God's Holy Spirit can do that. But we can lead them to the place where that happens. And that is through prayer. In the book of Mark chapter 5, it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I know our children are not each other's enemies, but... When they argue, they certainly treat each other as if they were enemies. And we have to take them to Christ and let him sort that out in their hearts. It also says later down in the chapter, if you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? This Christian life calls us to genuinely love difficult people, people who hurt us. And we all know that that can be difficult. And that's kind of the whole point that we get to teach our children. We cannot fulfill the commandment to love one another without the forgiving love of Christ in us first. We have to run to Jesus to both show us how and to fill us with that love to give to others. And that happens when we get on our knees and seek his face, when we repent of our own sins and get met with his mercy, when we begin to intercede for those who have wronged us. 
And when Jesus changes the heart, it's not temporal. It is everlasting. So we have one more part to this series, and we are going to be talking about forgiveness in our homes, why and how to do more with your children than just the normal, I'm sorry. So this episode will actually be pushed back by one week because next week will be the Moms of Truth one year anniversary of launching our podcast. And for that week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. So be sure to listen in. And then the following Monday, I will finish up this series of When Siblings Argue. I do want to invite you to follow Moms of Truth on Instagram because we may or may not be doing something for the one year anniversary. You will just have to follow and find out. So until next week, mamas, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.